0: and welcome to another episode of the Archives Guy podcast. Episode 12, The Flood of 1974. Last time we talked about the Empress of India disaster that occurred along the Grand River. This time out I'm going to cover probably the most famous event anyone in Cambridge over the age of 50 is familiar with, the Great Flood of 1974. Now this is a topic I've been looking forward to covering ever since I decided to start podcasting. Everyone who experienced this event has their own unique story to uh, share of that one day in May, 47 years ago. It's crazy to think that it's been almost 50 years since it happened. A few episodes back, we covered how Cambridge came to be with the amalgamation of Galt, Preston, and Hespler in 1973. So barely a year into this new experiment called Cambridge, the new city experienced the greatest disaster in its history and that of its uh, newly merged predecessor communities. Throughout their histories, the communities that make up Cambridge have experienced numerous floods along both the Grand and the Speed Rivers. Now, flooding was basically a a yearly occurrence to varying degrees of severity. This has resulted in many bridges being washed away completely. The Main Street Bridge itself was washed away many times until its last major reconstruction in 1931. While the Granite Speed Rivers have been the source of so much good for this area, they've also been the source of much destruction. The area experienced major flooding in 1912, 1929, multiple years in the 1930s, 1945, 1948, and famously in 1954 uh, due to Hurricane Hazel. These are just a few of the years where flooding was a major problem and not the only ones. However, none would reach the level of destruction or financial cost as the flood of 1974. Thankfully, no loss of life occurred during this disaster, but it hasn't diminished the memories of those who have lived through it. So a little history on the rivers that flow through the city of Cambridge. The Grand River has flowed through southern Ontario for over 10,000 years, forming after the end of the last ice age with the melting of the, uh, the ice that followed. The Grand is the largest river that flows entirely within Ontario's borders and flows south towards Lake Erie. Most rivers in Ontario flow towards the nearest Great Lake. Because of this, the river is able to collect more water from its tributaries, which are streams and other small bodies of water that flow into the Grand proper. This area, of course, has a long history of indigenous settlements, and the Grand River was a major part of them with it being the source of very rich uh, fishing locations. The Mohawk um, name for the river, and uh, I'm not going to even try to pronounce it out of respect, uh, it translates to Willow River, for the many willows in the area. An earlier recorded uh, name for the river given it to by the Seneca uh, uh, translates to they of the swiftly, uh, swiftly bathing stream or rapid river. There is also a Mississauga name, meaning it washed the timber down and carries away the weeds. French colonists named it the Grande Riviere, and today we use the English translation of the name. Upper Canada Lieutenant Governor John Graves Simcoe wished that the river be named the Ouse after a river by that name in Yorkshire, England. This was the river's official name from 1792 until 1846, when it was officially changed to the Grand. The Speed River flows through Wellington County and eventually through Hespler and Preston. It was named the Speed by Guelph founder and Guelph's namesake, John Guelph. Remember him? He named it simply because it flowed quickly through the area and thus provided ample power for any mills built along it. I wasn't able to find a name or names given to the Speed River by Indigenous peoples. If you know, please feel free to contact me about it. I'm always looking to learn more about Indigenous history. The confluence of the Speed and the Grand, which is where the rivers meet, is located in the area behind Preston High School. It has to be my favourite view in all of Cambridge, as I keep finding myself taking photos of it every time I'm there. So let's take a look at the events of 1974. Both rivers experienced flooding during the spring that year. By May 17th, the Grand River in particular began to overflow its banks quickly, with the current also being extremely dangerous. This actually surprised residents of the area as the river became out of control rather quickly. At one point on the evening of the 17th, the flow of the river was 100 times the normal rate. Floodwaters reached as far as the Farmer's Market building on Dixon Street, more than two blocks from the river. The Market building itself suffered more than $35,000 in damage. Ontario Premier at the time, William Davis, even landed a helicopter in the marking parking lot To assess the damage to the galt core area and beyond flooding was the worst in the area of galt with water levels reaching never before seen or since you can even see markings along the river um, where people have marked how high the water got in 1974 the cost of the flood financially was mainly in goods and in the inventories of businesses and not in structural damage not to say that there wasn't structural damage it was also the cleanup of the area that contributed a lot to the cost In total, the flood caused more than $5 million in damage. Now we talked about how the flood occurred just a year after Galt, Preston, and Hesper were amalgamated. At the time, there was still a lot of apprehension between the different areas that made up Cambridge. But the flood of 1974 became a rallying point for the community. Behind Mayor Claudette Miller, the first mayor of Cambridge, last mayor of Preston, and one of the first female mayors in Ontario, the community came together to get through the crisis. It was an amazing example of how community spirit can be used to overcome a shared disaster. Galt may have been affected worse than Preston, Hesper or Blair, but the people of Cambridge rose to the occasion to help one another. People from across the city joined together to help clean up the damage. Sometimes good things can come out of terrible events, and this is a great example of that. The Flood of 74 also gave us the most famous photo in the history of Cambridge. If you haven't seen it yet, you will eventually... The photo was taken at the corner of Ainsley and Dixon Street and features Waterloo Region Police Officer Jack Shuttleworth, arms crossed and in waist-deep water. It was taken for the Hamilton Spectator and has become the iconic photo in Cambridge's history. You will see this photo in many businesses in downtown Galt. My dad worked with Jack on the police force for many years and told me how great he was to work with. When you see this photo... You would see a police officer doing his job in extremely difficult uh, circumstances. My dad told me how surreal that day was, as he was also working that day on the police force. It was a day unlike any other, for sure. So I mentioned how this was the, the worst flooding disaster in Cambridge's history, as well as the predecessor communities, and how we have yet to see a flooding disaster on that scale since, and there's a reason for that. The year before, measures were announced to begin a river beautification program that had been announced by the Cambridge Greenbelt community. The flood of 1974 made flood prevention and control a major priority along the Grand River. Numerous buildings along the river were purchased and demolished. Originally, the plan was for more parkland along the river. However, the priority was changed to flood control and massive concrete walls were built on both sides of the river. Parks were not completely abandoned as paths along the river were built with trees and grass areas. Access to the river was increased, and today you will see many people still along the river either kayaking, fishing, or sitting along enjoying the view. It's believed that these improvements would not make enough of a difference in preventing the flooding such as 1974. So in the 1980s, the decision was made to dredge the river. This deepened the river to allow for more space uh, for water to flow. There has been some flooding of the Grand River since then, but nowhere close to the levels seen in 1974. As I mentioned before, sometimes good can come from difficult times, and the improvements along the Grand River and the camaraderie that came as a result of the flood are great examples. As I said earlier, it's crazy to think that it's been almost half a century since the flood of 1974. It was a trying moment for a young city, and it's been a uniting event in many ways. If you were alive at the time and you were asked about it, I'm sure you all have your own crazy flood stories and amazing memories of your own. It's these moments that really help shape communities and foster that community spirit. I hope you enjoyed this look at one of the defining moments in the history of Cambridge. Hopefully nothing like it happens again. Every community experiences events that test its people, and Cambridge came through with a better community. As always, if you haven't already, please give the podcast a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple, or others. Join me again next time as we continue to explore our story.